0: Welcome to BBB National Programs Accountability Studio podcast. This episode focuses on the recently announced revisions to the Children's Advertising Review Unit Guidelines. I'm Mary Engel, Executive Vice President for Policy here at BBB National Programs, and I'll be serving as your host today. With me is Mamie Cressis, who leads the Children's Advertising Review Unit, or CARU. Thanks for joining me, Mamie. Thank you, Mary. Happy to be here. So Mamie, we've made a number of important revisions to the K.RU guidelines, but among the most significant revisions are moving beyond a television-centric focus to address and reflect today's digital advertising environment, incorporating FTC guidance on endorsements and influencer marketing, and requiring that advertising not portray or encourage negative stereotyping, prejudice, or discrimination. So I'd like to break down these three, three revisions with you. And the first change was moving beyond television-centric to an increased focus on digital media. Mamie, what exactly is different here?
1: So what we've done here is we have uh, added language to the guidelines to specifically address uh, children's participation in the digital environment. And this simply reflects where children are today. They, they are online. They are using apps, websites, online games. Uh, And the guidelines have been, uh, a new section, for instance, has been added to specifically address in-app and in-game advertising and purchases to reflect how advertising is directed to children. So one way uh, that this new section on in-app and in-game advertising addresses this is by recognizing that children now can actually... Uh, not just be advertised to through apps and games, but they actually can make purchases instantaneously as those ads are served.
0: And this is kind of a difference, maybe, isn't it, from when we were kids um, and even from when millennials were kids, right, when you were mostly watching TV, you know, sitting in front of the TV, watching TV and seeing commercials. Um, And so, of course, in order to buy something, you'd have to ask your parents to buy it or, Maybe you had your allowance and you could go to the corner store and buy a few things yourself. But, but it's really different now with kids having the, this power right in, in their hands through some sort of mobile device.
1: Yes. Yeah, so there's no, there's no pause, right? There's no time for parents to interject and, and advise whether something's a good purchase or not. Uh, and so the power of the advertising uh, to persuade children to make these instantaneous decisions it's super important that uh, the guidelines reflect the extra care that advertisers have in this new um, fast-paced uh, engaging media to uh, take care to not unduly influence children uh, with their advertising and with this in this purchasing power so This new section on uh, in app and in game advertising and purchasing basically lays out that you can't, uh, that ads must not, you know, be unfair, deceptive or manipulative. Uh, And what that means is that uh, we lay out certain kinds of conduct that we see as manipulative and that sometimes that's referred to as dark patterns um sometimes it's referred to as uh, as a hidden uh, you know hidden clicks and and moves and sometimes uh we're also talking about where we use undue influence with children appealing to emotions to get them to make purchases because they feel that they if they don't make the purchase they'll miss out on something or they'll do something wrong
0: yeah so you know i think it's important to point out that it's 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 not that the KRU guidelines didn't allow KRU to take action against this type of behavior before, these types of practices. Um there was language in there that you know addressed the notion of 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 being aware of children's vulnerability and not taking advantage of that. But what we've done here uh, with the updated guidelines is really to be more specific. And so you know, having provisions, as you mentioned, uh, addressing in-app advertising and mobile games that really specifically addresses the type of issues that arise in the digital environment. Um, So, you know, to, I think maybe to illustrate the type of concern you're talking about with undue pressure, um, I know K. a couple of years ago brought a case that involved these types of practices called My Talking Tom. Can you talk a little bit about that case? Sure, yes. My Talking Tom is a perfect
1: example of using this undue pressure to encourage children to make purchases. So that was a, um, it was a virtual pet game uh, which featured an animated cat that children could control uh, by having him eat, sleep, play, even even go to the bathroom. And Carew expressed concern about several forms of advertisements in that app. So, uh, for instance, uh, there, we considered it undue pressure when kids would see a message that would say, um, your cat is going to be taken away by the SPCA for an animal neglect. You need to pay a fine to keep your cat from being taken away by the authorities. And then, in fact, kids would, you know, in the game, click on the pay a fine uh, feature And in fact, that was an actual charge in real money. So you had two things going on there, right? You were using this, you were playing on children's emotions uh, to get them to make these purchases. And two, you weren't making it, the, the app wasn't making it clear that in fact, this wasn't just a game play, this was an actual charge.
0: Yeah, so I, I think that example of you know telling the kid their cat is going to be taken away by the SPCA is a is a really good example of kind of unfair manipulative techniques that were you know are pretty obviously um, putting a lot of pressure on a child. And then and, and it, frankly, even without the um, the extra fact that it was real money that you needed to pay to get your, <laughs> to prevent your cat from going to the SPCA. SPCA, I think that's, you know, that's the type of practice that, you know, we have these extra, these new provisions in the guidelines to specifically address. So with these new provisions, what does this change mean for advertisers?
1: So what the change means is we are signaling to advertisers that when you're designing your apps and games, you need to do it through the eyes of a child. You need to ensure that while you're trying to make the games fun uh, and in, and keep people engaged, that you're not unduly pressuring them, either to engage in activities that they may not want to, or to or to make purchases through those games. You also need to ensure that um, it is clear when a purchase, when you a gameplay, is actually a purchase. And so the um, the guidelines specifically uh, call out some examples of that. So we say don't engage in unfair, deceptive, or manipulative tactics, including but not limited to deceptive door openers, or the social pressure, or invalidation or validation. Take the child into account. Make the game or the app about the child.
0: Yeah. So I think you know that notion of taking extra care and remembering that the audience is a child and has, you know, limited cognitive abilities, uh, limited uh, emotional maturity, um, and also kind of leads right into the next topic, which is uh, children's, um, you know, the fact that we updated the guides to incorporate FTC guidance on influencer marketing, because one of the major issues there is whether a influencer marketing or or that type of marketing is clearly identifiable as advertising. And of course, it can be challenging to identify what's advertising versus what's content in any case, but especially, um, in the digital environment. So, um, so one of the things that we that the major changes, as I mentioned, that we did was to really look at the FTC's updated guidance on, on influencer marketing, um, social media 101, and the FAQs they've issued on the endorsement guides. And, of course, we did that because um, it's really important for the KRU guidelines to be at least as protective of children um, as FTC law is right? So if the FTC guidance is saying that something is deceptive, it's important for the KWU guidelines not to to allow that or condone it or encourage it. So, Mimi, can you talk about a couple of ways that we updated the KWU guidelines with respect to influencer marketing?
1: Yes. So what we have done is we have a, a separate section on endorsers and influencers that as you say, clearly lays out the basic uh, FTC positions on this. And that is, if, uh, if a child, because what we're talking about here is children, if a child can't know from an influencer's presentation, you know, if it's not obvious that the influencer is being paid to make this ad, being paid to play with this toy or eat at this restaurant or visit this theme park, then you need to clearly and conspicuously disclose that. So what we've made clear is that you need to, influencers are responsible for their content. Brands are responsible for their influencers' content. So that relationship goes both ways. We've made that clear that a brand needs to take steps to ensure that its influencers are clearly stating that they have this relationship uh, and influencers have that responsibility too. Uh, and then they need to say it to children in a way that is clear and understandable for the child. So it, it needs to be just stated up front in child-friendly language. And then um, we've also, gone further to um, talk about how how disclosures should be made in this sort of content. So we've signaled that for instance in videos, they're you know audio, visual, that those disclosures, those you know reminders that this this is an ad uh, need to be made both generally, both orally and in writing, audio and visual. Uh, And we've also gone further to say because we recognize that a lot of the content that children are, you know, ads that children are watching can be long in nature. They can last for several minutes. And so we've said, you know, where an influencer piece lasts for several minutes, you also need to make those disclosures um, a few repetitively within the content so that children are more likely to hear it and understand it, see it, hear it, and understand it.
0: Yeah, so um, I think it's worth pointing out again in this context that the current guidelines um, do address some of these notions and, and certainly the blurring of advertising and content, And um, but the way we've updated the guidelines is to be to be more granular about that. And, you know, one case that the, that K.Ru brought a few years ago that addressed this issue was uh, called EvanTube. And Evan was a young influencer who um, worked with a lot of different brands to promote their products in his YouTube videos. And he had a number of YouTube channels and he would play with toys and, and the like. And, um, but when K.Ru looked at it, uh, we saw that um, in many, many instances, the, there wasn't an adequate disclosure in his videos that, in fact, these were sponsored, you know, that an advertiser was, was giving him uh, or paying him to present their toys and play with their toys. Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't just his doing it organically. Um, sometimes mm-hmm. it was a disclosure, just an audio or sometimes just text. But what what K.R.U. said is, no, you need, you know, you have to think about the child audience that some kids can't read, or even if they can read, they're not necessarily attending to what's printed on the screen. There's lots of other exciting things going on. And so it needs to be in the audio that they can can hear that this is an advertisement. Um, And so I think, you know, what we've done now with the updated guidelines is to specifically address this and say, uh, you know, specifically under the guidelines that you need to have both audio and video disclosures of uh, of this information just to make sure that kids uh, will really will really get get that information. So I think you know turning to the next major area of change um, in the guidelines is uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion issues. Um, this is is clearly an area that the country as a whole has been focused on. For over a year now, um, you know, uh, really precipitated by the murder of George Floyd and then sort of more of a wholesale uh, taking a look at um, equity issues, social equity issues. And so at the same time as all that's happening, you know, we at KRU are looking at revising the guidelines and really thinking about whether um, the guidelines adequately address DEI issues. And again, it's not that the guidelines didn't previously address this topic, is it, Mamie, but really what we've done to make this a bit more actionable. Can you just describe the changes that we've made now?
1: So, yes, as Mary pointed out, as you pointed out, Mary, it is true that uh, the guidelines, the existing guidelines, speak to the need for advertising to... Uh, support you know the healthy development of all children uh, and thereby be inclusive of all children what we've done now though is to say we need more than aspiration we need action uh, and what that action is is that we have taken the language about um, you know it being a best practice to speak to all children of of multiple cultures and races and religions and, and, and other characteristics, but to also make it enforceable. So there's been language added to the guidelines, we have an actual guideline provision that says that uh, it would violate the guidelines to portray negative stereotypes or encourage negative social stereotyping or prejudice or discrimination. So what that does is, with this enforceable standard, uh, we expect advertisers to go at their advertising from the start, looking at it to make sure that uh, that there are no that they're not encouraging implicitly or explicitly uh, negative stereotyping or prejudice or other discrimination. And and in fact, we see this as a as a way to encourage. Uh, just the opposite—that you build your ads with an eye towards uh, supporting the, the you know, encouraging children, promoting diverse values, creating a more uh, perfect world, in a sense, by in, by being inclusive, thinking inclusively as you develop your ads.
0: So yeah, and I think you know it's interesting because most other self-regulatory organizations around the world already have. This type of provision in their advertising code. So um, it definitely was time for the United States, I think, to catch up <laughs> with where other countries have been on diversity, equity, and inclusion issues and, and move uh, this from something that was aspirational to something that is enforceable. So, um, you know, uh, as you said, maybe now we have a specific provision that says you you know, should not uh, include uh, harmful, negative stereotypes and the like in your advertising. So, beyond these three areas of specific changes, um, I really, you know, in thinking about overall how we were motivated in in updating the guidelines, there were really a couple of main ideas that provided the impetus for for many of the changes. Um, and and one of them, you know, as we've talked about, is um, children are 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 vulnerable, and they've always been vulnerable, um even though today, of course, they are much more fluent with technology even than their parents are. So it's not that they don't know how to use the technology, they don't know how to use yeah. apps. And in fact, you know they're great at that, but but that doesn't mean that they have uh, better cognitive defenses against advertising or can distinguish advertising from content. Any better than than we could when we were kids? Isn't isn't that right, Mamie?
1: Absolutely. I mean, just just because kids are digital natives, as as you say, it doesn't mean that they have that experience to recognize advertising. And moreover, you know, I think what we what we have learned in the past, past few years is all consumers are having trouble with distinguishing uh you know when when is something an ad being portrayed as content and when is it when is it not an ad. These are you know these issues of influencers and native advertising are just compounded when we're talking about young developing minds. Uh, and so we should not assume that just because children know where to click and which buttons to push that they have that sophistication to be able to judge advertising, that this is, in fact, advertising, that they are, in fact, want me to buy something. Um, and so we need to, uh, you know, what, what these guidelines are saying is that advertisers need to put themselves in the shoes of children uh, and, and ensure that they are, you know, responsibly uh, advertising to children given their limited knowledge and experience and maturity.
0: Yeah, so I think this kind of reminds me of uh, the saying from Spider-Man, with great power comes great responsibility. And so advertisers need to recognize that they do have great responsibility um, as they are marketing to this young audience um, and, and really be sensitive to their vulnerabilities and, and not take advantage of them. Yes, I would agree, and I think the guidelines do a a good job of that. The paramount
1: principle underlying uh, the K.R.U. Children's Advertising Guidelines is that advertisers should recognize that they have special responsibilities to children. Children have limited knowledge, experience, sophistication, and maturity. And the guidelines say that advertisers should recognize that younger children have a limited capacity to evaluate the credibility of information, and they may not understand the persuasive intent of advertising and may not even understand that they are viewing or hearing advertising. So the guidelines say that advertisers need to take their responsibility to children seriously and not only avoid being misleading, but make their campaigns informed by this understanding of children's limitations and be mindful of those limitations and respectful of them.
0: Exactly. And so I think that it it kind of boils down to having advertisers um, really keep in mind and and the spirit of the guidelines and not just the literal words. We've tried to revise the guidelines, so the literal words encompass all of these issues um, more specifically and better to reflect today's digital environment, but as always, the best way. Um, for advertisers to have their advertising comport with the guidelines is really to think about the underlying spirit of protecting children. So that wraps up today's podcast. Thank you for joining us. Thank you.